0: Up a go for april 3rd 2023 keep up to date with the important happenings in the go community in just 15 minutes per week i'm your co-host jonathan hall and i'm your co-host shine
1: what's up jonathan
0: hey happy april fool's day
1: listen to any good music recently
0: you know i heard some silence <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was um uh, that was a thing it will be in the show notes yeah <laughs> um i've had some uh, a pretty uneventful April Fool's Day here in Israel because uh, every day is becoming more uh, impossible to understand. Uh, that the April Fool jokes are were you know more relaxed than the actual stuff that was going on. Yeah, but I have my coffee, as you can uh, hear. This is yeah. the spoon. Um, but let's start talking about the news. Yes, let's, let's do start that. Talking about coffee. <laughs> so uh, urgent news. The first one is go. 120.3 and 119.8 are coming tomorrow. And looking at the at the Google Groups secret private security fixes, so the CVEs are not public yet, but there are some security vulnerabilities. Make sure that uh, tomorrow you you know set up a reminder and upgrade the minor patch. One thing that I found cool was looking at the GitHub issue for that. Is that the Gopher bot? You can tag it and and tell it please open backboard issues. And then it automatically opens backport issues, so the team remembers to backport the fixes to old versions of Go as well, uh, which is just a super great development process. It's pretty slick. Yep. Uh, what else is uh, is happening now?
0: Really big news over the weekend on Saturday. Go
1: has announced support for Morris
0: code. finally finally
1: i've been waiting so long i've rolled out my own morse code support you know for every project you get to you have to set up like the tests and
0: yeah it's it's been a manual process forever but now finally it will be it'll be part of the go tool chain so that that was the uh, April Fool's article from TechCrunch about Go uh, on Saturday. The link in the show notes if you're interested in having a laugh about that.
1: Uh, any conferences coming up?
0: Yeah, so we've talked about it before, but it's coming up pretty quickly, so it's worth mentioning uh, at least one last time. Uh, Conf 42 GoLang is coming on April 20th. It is an online conference. Speakers have been announced, uh, so you can actually check out and see what the
1: topics are. One thing I'm one talk I'm I'm hyped for, and I'm definitely going to put on my schedule is uh, the Go Yek call. Uh, talk sorry for uh, using go for automation from someone from it's uh, robert from splunk and he's writing are you tired of using bash and make files for automation how about using go instead so this is something uh i've been actually struggling with uh in my current company where i really want to write a lot of scripts you know the small things of like Go to um, AWS, uh, fetch some databases, make sure what's their state, maybe reset them or stuff like that. I really want to do it in Go. I end up doing it in Bash and lining up a few things together. And I've sort of grown used to it. uh, I have quite a large, you know, you you have a few tools, including stuff that is Go-based, such as Gum and and Charm Bracelet and, and cool stuff like that that make the scripts look nice. But I really would like to do some automation with Go. So I'm really hyped for this talk. So that's it for hard news this week. Let's talk about uh, discussions and and proposals, (laughs) because there have been a few of those. One thing that was released for Ebit Engine Ebit Engine is is a game dev engine in Go, which I'm hyped for in theory, but I've never used it and I don't know if it actually works well. Now has support for Xbox. I don't know if some people are, are, are going to make some money out of writing games in Go for Xbox. But if, if this is something you want to do, now you can. Which Xbox
0: or Xboxes? Is, this is just like the classic, right? This is some of the newer, newer platforms?
1: I have no idea. I am only playing on PC. Okay. All the console peasants can go yeah. suck it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so let's talk about
0: mockable times. Yeah, so there's an old issue uh, on the GitHub issue tracker. It, it's only four digits long, so you know it's an old one. <laughs> Number 8869. Uh, back Filed back in 2014, but it's recently gotten some new attention. And I've been participating on it a little bit. But it's about adding mockable time support. So you're, you're writing a test for a function that depends on time.now or time.after or something like that. And it's really annoying to do that because the time is for some reason, constantly changing. So your tests never have the same result. <laughs> so the idea is, what if we could like mock that and have some sort of clock interface that you could just put in a fixed value, for example, or in more extreme cases, you're doing some sort of highly timing sensitive programming. And you need to do things that happen at you know millisecond intervals. And it's hard to to have that level of, level of control in a test, uh, what if we could make it a clock that ran much slower, for example? So uh, it's an interesting conversation about this concept. And recently, Aaron Gable, I believe, made an actual proposal. After lots, lots of discussion, and it's been sitting idle for months or years, Aaron Gable came back a couple weeks ago and said, Hey, here's, let's make this a proposal and get some discussion going and see if we can actually make this go somewhere.
1: I literally had a bug that this would have solved. Mm-hmm. like. Today, yep. so I'm definitely gonna give it at least an upvote. Uh, another thing we saw around the discussions and and issues, the discussion going on in the GitHub issues for forking Plan 9 support, and apparently it has some legacy with Go, or I guess I should say Go has some legacy around the Git.
0: Yeah. So my understanding, I, I'm not a Plan 9 person either, but my understanding from Wikipedia, which we know is always right is that Plan 9 is a Unix-like operating system that originated in Bell Labs back in the 80s. And the, the reason it's interesting for us as gophers is that Ken Thomas Thompson and Rob Pike both were involved in the early development of Plan 9 and then later went on to create Go. And Plan 9's mascot is eerily similar to the gopher mascot. It's a little space helmet-wearing bunny <laughs> Uh illustrated by the same person Rene French who created the Gopher. So there, there's there's a a shared history that Plan 9 and Go
1: have together. And unfortunately the this latest discussion is basically talking about Plan 9 is sort of stuck in the past. The last release was almost 8 years ago. And trying to support Plan 9 in Go is becoming more difficult. Russ wrote a pretty good post about it, you know, outlining the issues. It does seem to be difficult to line up Go and Plan 9 since, you know, Go tries to use the intersection of everything that operating systems offer. So what you have in Linux, Windows, and, you know, the various BSDs. Um, But Plan 9 is sort of stuck in the past and Go can't use advanced features because of it and seems like there are a ton of like plan 9 specific issues open which just seems really really difficult to to work around if it has no financial viability. Uh someone here on the on the thread, uh Richard Miller from the UK, uh wrote something that I found interesting. Uh Russ wrote that he's partial to plan 9 and he doesn't want to, you know, make it a a fork project, but the effort seems disproportionate to the benefit. And then Miller is, is, I think, very correct in saying, depends on what you define as benefit. Definitely for production applications, for money, uh, for enterprise uses, this is irrelevant. But ha- at least what Miller is saying, and I actually really agree with him, is that if you have a language th- that's supposed to be OS agnostic, Having a few outlier operating systems makes a lot of sense, because otherwise you you might end up not being able to run Go on these esoteric operating systems, and having people move away from Go just because it doesn't support it. You know, it's it's mostly future proofing. Like now it's Plan Nine, what about Plan Ten? You know, it's gonna <laughs> um, yeah. it's gonna come out in the future. The proposal has been added to the proposals. weekly review meeting so i guess we're gonna know if it's which way it's going pretty soon indeed
0: also in the news related to proposals one that we've talked about before is the idea of a the context after funk function it's in the likely accept state right now so if you recall this is the idea of registering a function that gets called in your context when the context is canceled and i think originally it was called yeah, done? I still
1: like on done more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I guess the, the only reason to call it after funk is that it, it clarifies that it happens regardless if the contest like is canceled or is closed or is whatever. Yeah. And another uh, proposal we talked about before, but this time a proposal that's probably going to be declined is improve ergonomics for FMT print-like functions. Alessandro, who gave the proposal... Basically analyzed error Fs, printf, println, printf calls in top libraries and tried to find which arguments were passed. Is it like percent V, percent D, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? And th- tried to propose a new way to use FMT print like functions that has better performance uh instead of just using percent %v. People didn't like it <laughs> and basically disagreed that FMT printf should be discouraged of FMT print. This is going to be likely declined. Alessandro just said, fair enough, and closed it. Uh, and I think it was a great proposal from him. And it's it's great that proposals can be declined as well. I think really good work from uh, from everyone involved. And regarding proposals we talked about in the past, uh, if you remember, we talked about a lot about S-log, mm-hmm. yes. uh, which is structured logging. And that seemed to have uh, caused the spark of a ton of people talking about, oh, let's do slog this, let's do slog that. I've also seen it around, you know, the GoLang Weekly and Reddit and then Twitter. Everybody's taking their own thing that they implemented to do structured logging and trying to get the, the library or trying to get a proposal, uh, which I think just proves this was a, a good proposal to begin with. Have you seen any specific, uh, you know, slog related proposal you were interested in?
0: Yeah, so so most of the new Proposals here are sort of just API semantic things. Uh, not not to say that they're not important. Uh, they don't change the core functionality or add great new features to the logger. Uh, they change function signatures, or uh, one of them is to pass uh, value by value instead of by pointer. So, some things like that. So they're, they're sort of sort of cleanups, proposed cleanups, uh, proposed API improvements. Nothing that jumps out is like this is a great big thing that everybody needs to see. Uh, But there's a lot of little uh, proposals that are definitely worth looking at.
1: Other than the proposals, there was a lot of good work around the community this week. Uh, A lot of great posts, just uh, interesting stuff to read. We're going to fly through them. Uh, But the first one I want to shout out is Oleg's GoLinters configuration, the right version, which we also talked about in the past.
0: Yeah, I think it was last week we talked about he made a post about setting up GitHub Actions. And I made the comment that the only thing I thought was missing was Golang CI Lint. And Oleg popped on our Gopher Slack and said, the reason I left that out is because it's a separate article and here's the link. So we're sharing that link today.
1: Yeah, dude's just been sharing super useful content. Uh, Really well written. I I 100% agree with uh, almost everything he's he's writing. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be checking out his uh, next posts. And honestly, one of the best things you can do right now is take your uh, Go project template in your company, or even if you have a personal one, a cookie cutter, or a you know software template in Backstage, or however you manage product templates, project templates, and just take all suggestions one by one, word for word, and implement them in your projects. Really, really good post. Another good post I saw around. Uh, I think I saw it on Reddit. Again, a very short post that you can just share with your coworkers and try to implement some stuff. Six ways to boost the performance of your Go applications has some very basic things and some things I didn't know about. And it's, it just seems very practical. The first advice is if your application works in Kubernetes, automatically set Go Max Procs to match the Linux container CPU quota. Which I assume, I don't know, maybe three of our listeners right now were, wait, I need to do that manually? Because it doesn't seem like something you should be doing manually, but apparently you have to. And you can also use auto max procs uh, from Uber, which will match the number of threads to the CPU limit you defined in Kubernetes. And this seems like something that you can just do and everything will work a lot faster. And the article has five more of these, which you can go through.
0: Rounding it off with one other from Reddit, uh, there was a nice discussion about other languages that have similar features to Go. Uh, So the, the, the question was asked, as somebody who's been using Go for many years, and I enjoy many of the features of Go, but I want to learn a new language. What languages should I consider? So it's an interesting uh, discussion. Uh, some of the proposals were languages that I haven't heard of, like Odin and Zig. Uh, others that I have heard of, Elixir and Erlang. Uh, and and there's many others on here. Rust is mentioned. Um, I'm sure that if you if this thread goes on long enough, every language will be mentioned at least once. Haskell's on there. OCaml. But it's interesting to see what people think, uh, some of these features that people like about Go, uh, what are other languages that have similar features.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to, to see you know, which languages are mentioned and, and people like. I think Erlang has been one a lot of people talked to me about in the past, and I never touched it. So this might be a, a good opportunity. Well,
0: we're running long, so we'll close it out on that note today. Uh, we do have some more stories. We'll
1: save them for another week. And thank you all for listening. We'll meet up, not next week, because next week we are taking a a hiatus for uh, Passover. So we'll see you all in two weeks. Great. Until then. Bye. Charging into the ad break. After me, everyone. Um, We want to say thank you to uh, this week's sponsor. We do. Undefined. Yeah, I'm That's doing too much extraction. JavaScript. I'm saying undefined instead of nil error. <laughs> Someone save me from this god-awful language. Uh, anyways, we're looking for sponsors. If you want to buy this uh, place in our listeners' ears, uh, please talk to us. And this is a good chance to tell you how you can talk to us. So you can reach us at kappago.dev. This is our site. We are on the Gopher Slack in the Cup Go channel uh, with hyphens, so kebab case. And you can email us at news at kappago.dev. That is news at uh, So a few notes for this week. We put up a poll about merch. If you want to buy merch, a coffee cup or a shirt or a hoodie. Um, or a bow tie. That's what I want. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the best swag from conferences, at least, is always socks. Yeah? Just because it's so practical. They're usually
0: um, cheap socks. Then they, they wear holes quickly, in my experience. Yeah, but... That but they, they are practical for a time.
1: Yeah. Um, they're good, you know, emergency socks for the office. <laughs> yeah. You, like, keep a pair if, you, if, you, if your shoes got wet. Anyways, uh, if you want to buy Cup merch to support the show, then please go to our channel and let us know in the Google form I just sent uh it's also very useful if you don't want to buy merch if you wouldn't buy show if you wouldn't buy show merch um that would be useful before we roll this out we want to understand if the people actually want it or not so please respond another note is next week we're on a hiatus so you're going to have to find your news uh, yourself or maybe take a week off and it it's your chance to learn zig or odin <laughs> find find a zig news podcast um and finally, uh, it would be useful if you leave a review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share the show with your uh, co-workers or co-students, and I guess we'll talk to you all next week.
0: Looking forward to it. Not next week though. Uh, no,
1: not not next week. That's right. In two, yep, weeks. in two weeks. I'm gonna we're gonna miss you all. We'll miss you. All right. Bye bye.
0: Cheers.